Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. This episode is brought to you by Shopflix Studios. Stay tuned to learn more about the show. Hi, Jacqueline. I'm so excited to have you on the show today because you are just such an inspiring woman and I think your story can help women face their fears and go after their goals and step into their personal knowing. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, so today you are the owner of a multi-million dollar art business, Art Angels Gallery, with locations in Los Angeles and Miami and more in the works. And your success at Art Basel has been undeniable and you now have a global reach. You keep a small, loyal team and you do this all while being a mother, wife, daughter, sister, and friend who tends to her own garden, harvests, and chefs about her household, and you find time to keep your mental health, your fitness, a priority. And I honestly wonder sometimes how you do it all so gracefully. Let's go down memory lane a little bit because you didn't just get here overnight. Um, I think it's so important for all of us to keep that in mind because we live in a society that sort of wants to reap immediate benefits and results. And your success story is just so valuable in showing people that it takes time to accomplish your goals and being patient and diligent in the process. I met you back in 2011 when I had just moved to Los Angeles. Uh, You were the director of an art gallery that I was applying to and that I was ultimately hired. And I remember meeting you for the first time and thinking how poised and put together you were and still are. While we were working together, it was a rather chaotic work environment and you were always just relentlessly positive. So first, can you explain your role in that art gallery at that time? The role that I kind of fell into was a woman of wearing many different hats. I would even essentially say that I kind of became like the face of the business, but I had to be a jack of all trade, whether it be administrative, sales, branding, networking. Um, I had to do a little bit of everything and we needed to do it well. <laughs> That business was a really, really small team as well. Um, it was, I mean, I think when I was hired, it was just you, the gallery owner, and and me. And so I learned everything from you directly. And you did. You basically, as I saw it, built the business from the ground up. And you were definitely the face um, of the business. And so I want to know how or where you get this quality of seemingly endless positivity. I remember coming to work and you just were relentlessly positive. And I didn't grow up with this way. So how or what instilled that in you? I think growing up, I just always wanted to be great at whatever I did. So I always gave 110%. Coming out of grad school and, and kind of going into this like entrepreneurial position was very exciting for me. And the idea of sales, which I had always somewhat been in, was very exciting for me. So off the bat, it was kind of like a win-win because I just loved what I was doing. Um, Obviously, factors would change within the gallery space in which I'd have to really channel inside to find that light in whichever way I could. But It definitely stemmed from like growing up. That was something, you know, my parents have always been really positive, extremely encouraging. And it's just kind of the attitude I took in everything. But it's been a growing process and definitely not always the easiest thing to maintain when you are working in a difficult environment 
in addition to, you know, all the challenges that life outside of the workspace throws at you as well. Right. The art industry can be pretty cutthroat. And so like you're going to be facing adversity here and there throughout business, no matter what, especially in this industry. But then, yeah, like you're saying, adding in life, just regular life, it can be hard. And you really always did such a great job of it. I actually went through some some life big life moments. I remember when I was working with you, my mom was diagnosed with cancer during my time um, working um, directly under you. And it was like a really, really rough time. I was in a new city and you were really my first professional mentor. When I came to work under you, it was my first proper job out of college. I studied art history and I think you got your graduate degree in business. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you study art history, they don't really teach you that like your options going into the art industry are going to be working either working in a museum space um, in which you need to get like a doctorate yeah, um, or being in an, an art gallery, which is really, it's a sales position. Yeah. Um, and it, there's, there are a lot of creative elements to it, but it is essentially a sales position, which is not something I was completely aware of. So I remember coming into the art industry being like, Oh wait, what I'm selling. Oh, I'm selling art. I don't just have to know about art. I have to sell it. So when you were in business school, what made you want to pursue specifically a career in art when you could have, gone in any direction, really. You know, at the time when I was getting ready to graduate, I was actually going to go into the entertainment industry because I had access to it. And this opportunity kind of fell in my lap. And I was just really excited about it because I'd always had an appreciation for art. And it was the type of art that I liked. And I liked that it was an opportunity to help someone grow something. I wouldn't say it was from scratch because he had already built like a, a name for himself elsewhere, but just really help someone build something that, you know, I thought was going to be exceptional. And I, I, I liked the idea that I was going to be able to wear all of these different hats because I enjoy knowing a lot about everything. I'm a great multitasker. So sure. being able to do all of these different things. Like I, I enjoyed the challenge of it. I enjoyed the responsibility of it. You know, I'm, I'm a social person. I'm really shy, but I'm really social at the same time in some odd way. But I just loved, you know, nurturing all of these relationships with like collectors and artists. I loved it. It was scary because I was like, I don't know anything about this, nor do I know what is going to happen. But it felt a little bit like a ping, like a, I was just supposed to try this, you know, like just go for it. When most people are graduating from college, they want to go like a safe route, right? You want to work for like a corporation that is well-established and that can give you a very clear outline with an HR department that like handles everything. Yeah. Um, and here you went to work for a business that was really, I mean, like it was its own own entity, you know, and there weren't many employees working there. And so that can be, that can feel like a huge risk, I think, for a young person coming out of school. During your time directing the art gallery and being partner, you also met your current husband who has earned success as a musician. And I can personally relate to being married to um, a high achieving individual. And I know how important it has been for me to have my own individual sense of purpose and identity. And I wanted to ask you what your experience has been like in that area. I mean, I think one benefit is that my husband also enjoys art. So we've shared some of the same passions, but even more so, we are both very driven. So we share the same work ethic, which has been great. I had already kind of created my path prior to meeting him and we both continued on our own paths. But I would say as a female in kind of a male dominated industry, which that's changing now, definitely have run into a lot of people once they realize who I'm married to, thinking that my business was funded 
by him or I'm just the face of it, but he probably owns it, you know, which isn't the case at all. It couldn't be, it couldn't be more separate, you know, both of us very supportive of each other, but this has been grown from scratch with no additional funding from anyone except the dollars that Kat and I had like in our bank account. And to this day continues to be that her and I sole owners, sole investors, And it's been really of no help of our husbands. If anything, we've been very helpful to them, to be honest with you. So inspiring. Um, And just to touch, your your, um, co-owner, your partner in this business is Kat Emery, who also has a a pretty successful husband in the music industry. Yeah. You guys have done this on your own. I think it's, it's incredible. And here's the thing is in our society, people are always going to assume what's going on. And it really doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter what people think. We don't care if if people think that our husbands are funding this. But the point is, is like, I think the message that people like you and Kat and myself that we want to send, especially to other women, is that you can do any, you can do anything you really want to if you put your mind and your energy towards it. Absolutely. You don't need to have oodles of money coming in from uh, from an outside source, whether that's your husband or an investor or whatever. You can make this happen on your own. And I think that's what's really, really inspiring about your business art angels um, and how you and your partner Kat established the business. So let's just backtrack a little bit. You went from working in an art gallery and then you, so then we jumped, we fast forward. You now with your partner, Kat opened this business, Art Angels in LA, and then you had a location in Miami. At what point did you say, I'm going to go, I'm going to branch off and I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to have my own business. And what did that journey look like? Taking that leap of faith. You know, I'd love to say that it all came from me, but that definitely wasn't the case at that time after, you know, seven years of being in a very difficult work environment. um, I attributed a lot to Kat having come in and giving me that push to be like, we can do this. And me being at a point where I was like, what do I have to lose? Let's go and let's like see what we can do. I mean, I had put so much um, blood, sweat and tears into the position that I had and I had learned a lot. So I was like, this is my kind of opportunity to take what I've learned and create it into something of my own and in a way in which I'd like to have my own business. So it was really Kat coming in and being kind of like that angel that was just like, we can do this. You know, that extra person being like, we've got this, which is what we continue to be for each other today. When things get rough, we're kind of there to support each other in whichever, which way we need, which is always nice and having like a business partner or just like, you know, close mentors that you can lean on. That's amazing. And so something that I'm, I'm hearing that I really want to focus on here is the, the support of other women. Women historically are very competitive with one another. And I think more and more you're seeing women come into a partnership and a collective like of cheering each other on and I think that that is so important for, for women in business, you know, to say that there's enough, there's enough for all of us to win. Like we don't have to be in competition with each other. Look at how we can enhance the one another. So exactly. what do you, how would you, what would you say your role is in the business versus cats? Which hats do you guys wear? Do you change hats? Do you like interchange responsibilities? Because I know that she's a mother as well. And we're going to get to you and your balancing act of being a mom, but like, how do you guys delegate and separate each other's responsibilities and roles within the company? I mean, I would say for the most part, we both wear the same hat. Cat handles more of like the social media aspects. Again, I'm still like far more involved in the sales and making sure that everyone is 
is trained or helped as needed. So we kind of go to our strong suits with that. But overall, I would say we wear a lot of the same hats. You know, we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. I'm more of the sweet talker. And when someone just needs to be told, that's when Kat mm-hmm. jumps in because <laughs> she's far more straightforward. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys have a really good partnership. And, you know, I've had the privilege of being able to witness some of it um, over here from Miami when I joined your team doing some creative director work with you guys. And it's just been such an awesome experience getting the chance to work under both of you. You guys both have kids. You have a five-year-old son. And from what I know about you, you seem like a true super mom. I think we are all super moms you know, in our own way, but you really make it look easy. Let's go back five years ago. What was that transition into motherhood like for you? And how, if at all, did it affect your career life? I feel like I've always kind of been a mom. I have a very nurturing personality. So I would have to say that it was kind of an easy role to transition into. I can totally see that. Like I can totally see that you have like an innate like ability to nurture inside of you. Yeah. So I I feel like that part of me, like I've always been, I've always loved kids and I feel like I've always been like somewhat of like a mom figure to a lot of people doing things for people and how can I help? And, you know, let me take care of you. But I didn't expect to get pregnant when I did. Kat had just gotten pregnant like two months before. We did a one day pop up in Hollywood for the opening of Art Angels. Like it was literally, we set up in the morning and we had to take down the whole exhibit at night, but we just rented a space through a party Kat had just found out she was pregnant not that long ago. I didn't even know that I was pregnant. So we had like all of these things going on at the same time. That was a bit of a shock as we're like trying to build this business. Luckily, we weren't as busy as we are now. So we had a little bit of flexibility, but there's just, there was a lot of jumps. So Kat had her baby. We're in this space. We definitely wanted a bigger one. All of a sudden, an opportunity pops up across the street. And this happens to us all the time where like, I call them pings, like something just shows up and you're not, you're like, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work, but we're just supposed to go for it. And every time we do, it's always worked out. So now I have my baby and I'm literally like trying to get to see this new space because we're about to like sign a lease for double, if not more than what we're paying. And I, I had had London like a month before. I think we both took three weeks off. She took off three. I think I took off four because I had a C-section. We had just started our business. So we didn't have the luxury of taking more time. And it was, it was what you would imagine, whether it be bringing the baby in like the car seat or literally pumping in a janitorial, you know, like closet because we had to pump milk, you know, for breastfeeding. I mean, we had a good laugh. It was a lot of fun. And I think for me personally, jumping into motherhood was one of those things where like, just for me, it's like, you don't think about it so much. Just go, like you go to work and then you go home and then this is what you do. But I would have to say as London has gotten older, it's become a bit more difficult in many different respects, dealing with the guilt of leaving, but then also reminding yourself that you're trying to build something that you want to be proud of that you hope one day he'll be proud of like bringing him to work to see like what you do and like look at what you get to be surrounded by because this is like what your mom does so it's a a lot of like mixed emotions yeah easy in one respect for me personally because it came very naturally I love to cook and I love to be creative so like all those things are simple and as they grow though then you start to, to feel different things so you know dealing with like a why are you leaving again? And reminding yourself that 
like you're leaving, you have to look at the bigger picture, you know, like constantly reminding him, like, you'll be back. It's like when you drop them off at school, but like mom's building something and you'll be proud of her one day. She's not leaving. Yeah. I think that's so important. I, I think it's, um, the mom guilt for a lot of working moms is, is like a very, very real thing that prevents a lot of mothers from starting businesses or going back to work. And it's so tricky because it's like, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? For me personally, after I had my first son, Santiago, that's when I started talking to you about joining your business even was like, I just wasn't happy not having something to focus on something to do outside of my home life. And it was making me deeply, deeply unhappy. And then when I started to really step into the things that I'm passionate about and just do things little by little, I began to be happier at home and be a happier mom in turn. And like, that's not just, some moms love, love being a stay at home mom. And that's amazing. Um, And it's not for everybody. And it's neither, it's, we're we're not judging um, the decision. It's just what works for you. I do believe that the guilt, even if you want to be going to your place of, of work, right? You want to be building this. You want Art Angel to be successful. You you can still experience the the guilt or the grief of leaving your son or missing missing important events if that's what it is. You know, the two things can be true. You can love your job and also feel guilty about having to miss certain things or not be a part of it. It's a learning process, I would say, throughout the the whole thing, because again, it's for me personally, I've always enjoyed working, you know, it, that's just what I enjoy doing. And I want London to see me do that. But again, yeah, it's dealing with the guilt of leaving. And then also you get to a point too, where like that guilt at some, sometimes turns into like overcompensation. So you want to do like all these cool things when you're not working. And then you're burning yourself out on that end only to realize he actually doesn't really care. He doesn't do all these things. You're doing it for yourself. Right. What is the balance and like what's most important? And it's actually been really difficult right now for me because my husband isn't working right now because the music industry is kind of on hold. So to see dad be home all the time and mom leaves every day, it's like, well, dad's home every day. So now I've got the guilt of like, well, dad's home every day. Why aren't you home too, you know? So some days I'll like try and stay home and work from home, which is impossible. (laughs) It's impossible. I'm chef, I'm play date, I need to get on this call. Uh, Why do you need to do this? It's constantly evolving. So I want to take a quick break to let you know about my recent partnership with Shopflix Studios. I got to host a show. It's called Art and Soul. And in it, I got to tour my hometown, Miami, Florida, showcase some of our beautiful artwork and murals and introduce viewers to three incredible local brands. Head on over to shopflickstudios.com to check out Art and Soul Miami. And you think about like how many people right now are doing the work from home situation with kids who are not in school and how difficult that has been for so many people. I mean, Jay, you are, you are so fortunate and I know you and Kat and your team at Art Angels, you guys all work so hard, but the art industry fortunately is not taking a huge hit. You know, people are still spending on their homes now more than ever. If anything, like the people who have the the means to um, invest in art, are taking this time, I think, to invest in their homes, really, because yeah. their homes so much. Um, so, you know, in a, in, a, in a way, 
it's like, you're so blessed, right? We're so blessed to be able to do this, that you have a space to go in, um, to work. Right. And so like you said, it's about keeping your eyes on the bigger picture. And I think you've always just been so, so good at that. You know, you're not, you're not somebody who is easily swayed in a storm. So I've always admired that, um, about you, but being swayed in the storm, you talk about the storm of like women now having a major presence in the art industry. How does being a woman in the art industry affect your business and your professional relationships? It's becoming a bit more accepted to be a woman in the art industry, but I would say that it still comes with its comments. Oh, you're a mom. How much could you actually like get done? Or, oh, you're just two women. So it, it, it does still come with a bit of like that backlash, but that's only fuel to just continue to like keep our head down and work. You kind of have to put blinders on a little bit at all of the extra that gets right. thrown your way whether it's through competitors or through, you know, what different people say about being women in the industry, you've got to stay focused on what your vision is, especially when it's working well. So, you know, we've definitely run into a few uh, speed bumps where we we look at each other and we're like, okay, shut it out, refocus, like head down, go. The more successful we get, the more hate we get, but that just comes, that just kind of comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Like the more haters we get, then I know we're doing something right. It's funny that you say that like, oh, you're just two women. You're just two women. One woman alone is a force to be reckoned with, right? You're just two women? No, you are two women, two hugely powerful, capable, intelligent, amazing women. It's it's a reality. And I remember even 10 years ago in the art industry, you know, I, I had gone to school for art history and I did know a thing or two about art. Just like it was it was difficult sometimes to, to sell um, in a really heavily male dominated industry, you know, about with something that I was passionate about. And so it took a long time for me. I don't think it was until I, I rejoined your, your business um, last year that I finally even got comfortable um, talking about it. And that's when I what I made that sale on my, what, my second day of work. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I, I would never have done that two, yeah. 10 years ago. Not ever, you know? Um, but, you know, we evolve over time. And so yeah. part of what I love about your business is that it's run by women and you have – you have a predominantly female staff, but in the art market, you know, it's very competitive. So like besides being women, like what sets your gallery apart from your competitors? There's two things. I would say our brand, we have a very strong brand worldwide um, that's highly regarded and it's something we've worked on a lot, but also just the relationships that we have nurtured with collectors with artists, you know, everyone, especially when buying online right now, wants to feel comfortable with mm-hmm. who purchasing with. And we've focused a lot on being like a go-to for collectors, for designers, whether it's an artist we have or an artist we don't. Like, we want you to enjoy the experience instead of, you know, the, the gallery maybe that doesn't even acknowledge that they ever spoke to you before. Like, they don't even take that time to, like, invest in getting to know you a little bit more. So it's, it's again, it's just about the nurturing relationships, uh, not only with collectors, but with artists and those artists wanting to support you. We're very like outside of the box. We are not like your traditional gallery. And I think that's admired by artists and collectors. We're hopping on this new bandwagon of NFTs and 
digital artwork. And it's something we dove into right. last year. You know, everyone's just starting to get into it now. That's yeah. amazing. And you know, like the art industry has a reputation for being very pretentious. And so like you were saying about like this, like the fostering of these relationships and really, really just breathing life into them and people want to work with you. That is not the case when you walk into so many other art galleries, how people turn their nose up at people who walk in, you know, art galleries are a place of culture also. So yes, we're, they're sales oriented, right? You, everybody is, this is what we're doing. We're in a sales dominated industry. Okay. But at the end of the day, art is still culture. And so you're going to get people coming in who are not going to buy art, but they want to get a taste of it and they want to know. And it is so important to treat everybody with respect, regardless if they have the money to invest in you, because you never know what, what a person can bring to the table. And at the end of the day, I think what Art Angels does so well is that you make everybody feel like they're at home. Yeah, that was always really important to us, whether it was, you know, the $500 print buyer, we wanted to treat them the same as the $100,000 painting buyer. Like we want to educate everyone. We want to give them everything they need to learn about our artists, to make a decision if and when they're ready. That that has always and continues to be extremely important to us. And again, it's, it's why we continue to be forward thinking, to start creating outlets outside of the gallery space where people can continue to learn about our artists and the art world and what's happening. That's amazing. Going back to the wearing of many hats, as a woman, women in general, we wear many hats. And so you lead a team at work and you lead a team at home. Let's start with work. What what are the biggest challenges that you face with managing and guiding personnel to help execute what is ultimately your vision? How do you get buy-in, loyalty, and commitment from your team? We've always cultivated an environment in the gallery that feels more like a family than a workplace. But obviously, in having that kind of environment, you also take on all the various personalities and, again, things that happen within work and outside of work and managing these different personalities and ups and downs that everyone goes through. When it's just three or four of you, you know, you have a very intimate relationship. As things kind of grow, people feel like, oh, we're not as close, you know, as we used to be, or do you not need me as much, which which isn't the case. Like a business has to grow. And then obviously as you grow, being able to check in with everyone and make sure you're okay, they're all okay. And do they need anything and any concerns you need to address? So I, I would say it's just overall personalities and trying to be there for each employee in the way that they need you to be is important, but it's also very, very challenging. Showing up for everyone every day, positive reinforcement, acknowledgement, appreciation, empathy when needed. Like you've got to have all of these things. It's the same kind of attitude we take with collectors. You're not just another sale. You're like a valued client. Right. How can we help you? The same when you come to work. You're not just a salesperson. You're a valued member of this team. You're an extension of our brand. Like how can we set you up for success? Looking at your your business, yeah, I mean, you've had a pretty consistent staff since your opening. There hasn't been a lot of turnover for your business. No. No, knock on wood. <laughs> that shows that you guys are really doing something right. Now your home life, you know, you have your own garden from which you harvest and prepare your family's healthy meals and you are very much involved in London's life. The way that you are are guiding your home life seems really really healthy. How do you switch from the work role to the mom role with such grace? Great question. <laughs> I think part of the reason that it seems so 
seamless and easy is because the things that you see me do just like work are things that I truly enjoy. I love cooking. Fortunately and unfortunately, I've got a household that won't settle for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They need like their gourmet meals, but gardening to me is time to myself. It's very relaxing. I'm very athletic. So I love to learn all the sports like with London. So it feels very seamless because again, I'm just taking part in things I enjoy. I don't think about it too much. It's Groundhog's Day every day. I go to work the minute I walk in the door, purse down straight to the stove, start cooking, eat, play, bath, sleep. It's the same every day. But in doing that, I've also learned that at some point I was also burning myself out in different things. You can't be the best you for anyone unless you take that time to like invest in yourself, which I had to do a little bit of refocusing like over COVID, not making myself feel like I have to cook every day. Some days you just have to order food. But I use that as like, well, I'm ordering food today, but at least I'll just get to spend that time with London. Exercise has been a a very big part of making everything else much easier just for mental health. Mental health is so important to me right now. I wake up three hours earlier than everyone to make sure that I can get my meditation in and my exercise in. Like that's that's like my time because I just know there's going to be no other time, but I'm willing to invest that time in myself. That's really so important. You know, something that you said that stood out a lot to me is the groundhog day element. You just want things to be so perfect so immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you mentioned groundhog day, and it, it just made me think that you are making groundhog day work for you. You're not working for groundhog day. You're making groundhog day work for you. And it reminded me of a book that I'm reading right now. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it talks about like your daily habits and what you do. And I just couldn't help when you were talking, I just couldn't help think about how you have your habit system down. This is what you do every day. You're making it work for you. Yeah. Um, That's really admirable. I mean, I think a lot of us, we spend so much time doing useless tasks that aren't getting us anywhere. And it sounds like you're taking your habits seriously and applying them to give yourself the best version of you so that you can show up at work and at home. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had to revisit like these things that I like to do daily uh, often during COVID because as much as I love exercising, I was burning myself out through exercise and not giving myself the correct amount of rest. So I had to take a break for a minute and refocus and accept the fact that if I work out for five minutes or I work out for one hour, I've still moved. Yeah. It's been a lot of adjusting, um, even having to pull back in some regards to know that I have to take the time for myself because if not, then I'm not going to be showing up in the right space for anyone else. Balance isn't going to be the perfect balance of everything. It's okay. A lot of that going on, but you've got to find the things, especially I feel like as a mom, because you lose yourself to so much. This is for you. What advice do you have for working moms who are struggling to stay afloat and balance at all? I think you have to take a minute to focus on what your priorities truly are, like what is most important. And a big one in that has to be yourself. And you've got to let go of the idea that you're being selfish And you've got to change that word to investing in yourself to show up in the best way you can for everyone. Like I gave up on my playroom. I was cleaning it up every day, but then I was realizing I was spending 45 minutes trying to clean something when I could be taking that moment for myself. Like you're going to have to let go of some of some things and really understand what is important for you. And it's going to be difficult to implement 
but consistency is key. Like they become rituals, you know, I do my journaling or my meditation as much as I can. And if one day I don't do it, that's okay. But I try and stick to the essentials as much as possible and reword the negative talk in my head to something far more positive. That's awesome. Reword the negative talk. Find the replacement. The negative self-talk, right? How can I rephrase that? This pudge on my stomach. No, you just did an hour of exercise for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, how do you choose to talk to yourself on a daily basis? That kind of trickles down into everything else you tell yourself. And you never acknowledge or congratulate yourself on the accomplishments, big or small, that you're taking. And in addition, if you don't have anyone in your life who's doing that for you, then you spend your, you know, each day feeling like you haven't accomplished anything, which isn't fair to you. Right. Okay. So what advice now do you have for women kind of like me who are either stay at home moms or working moms, but what they really want to do is pursue their passion and turn that into a fulfilling career, but might be experiencing fear or hesitation. So I'm talking about like the mom who doesn't love her job that wants to be doing monetizing over something on something that she's really, really passionate about, but she's scared to take the leap of faith. I think you need to take a minute to sit down and understand truly what those fears are. Do they stem from yourself? Do they stem from fears that other people have placed of you or perceptions of other people? I think there's so many ways to still be able to do what you want to do. It may not look exactly how you want it to in that moment, but to take steps towards that, because I understand there might be certain women at this moment who don't love what they're doing, but it's a, it's essential that they have a job to do it, you know, that they have a job because, right. Only, but that doesn't mean that you can't take an hour a day to do something that you love or something in the direction that you'd like to go in when opportunity presents itself. But you need to understand where these fears and hesitations stem from. I think that's so important, understanding where the fear comes from. I mean, we inherited these belief systems from our upbringing. We don't even know the programming that we've received. What is success? Even defining success, right? Like, what does that even mean? Like, is it money? Is it doing something that you love to do? Like, what does it look like? And what exactly is stopping you? And where do those fears come from? And so I love that you shared that. Jacqueline, thank you so much for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule. Where can people find you or Art Angels? You can always go to our website, which is artangels.net or our Instagram, which is art underscore angels. You are such an inspiring human being and I am so grateful to know you and I'm so grateful that you took the time to be on my podcast, The Know. Best wishes to you and your team always. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Of course, of course. Have a great day. Special thanks to ShopFlix Studios for sponsoring this episode of The Know with Nikki Spo. Head on over to shopflickstudios.com to watch my show, Art and Soul, and learn more about some amazing local brands. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful, and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued, and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self. 
and go after the life of your dreams. 